should I say should I say where I, should I say this is in your head or what? Oh, oh, no. <laughs> what, what's a good, what's a good, good title for a spooky show? Without your head. Without your head, alright. Without your head. There all right. Yeah. Alright, give me the countdown. Bonfires burning bright. Bumpy faces in the night. I remember Halloween dead cats hanging from poles. Little dead around in droves. I remember Halloween. Grounded vertigo. With skeleton life is known. I remember Halloween this day. Anything goes. Burning bodies hanging from poles. I remember Halloween. to welcome Sid Haig to Without Your Head. Welcome to the show. Uh, hey, it's good to be here. Cool. Let, uh, let everybody know, first of all, that you're going to be at the, um, it's a Rock and Shock convention, and that's, uh, you can find out more information at rockandshock.com. That's October 13th, the 14th, and the 15th. That takes right. place in Worcester, Massachusetts. It's a great show. I don't know if you guys have been there or not, but uh, this is my third year. Oh. I'll definitely do there this year. They got, they got great bands, really great guests. It's a, it's a fun weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not only just the, um, you know, the horror movie convention. It's also uh, there's a lot of uh, bands there. Right. At the concert, it takes place at the DCU Center and also at the Palladium. Um, do you enjoy like uh, meeting the fans and getting a chance to interact with them? Oh yeah. Because um, it's just, you know, I just find out so much about where they're at and what their likes are and dislikes and stuff. And um, I like to just, you know, keep my finger on the pulse, if you will, of what's going on with people, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoy it. it I I was just in Minnesota this last weekend. Mm-hmm. At a, at the Crypticon show, and um, 
it was their first year and there weren't, you know, tons of people there, which actually gave me a little more time to talk with people and kind of interact. And it was, it was very good. Mm-hmm. Does that uh, make you feel proud of your, uh, of your work? You know, when people, uh, come up to you and remember so many, uh, different things you've done? I, well, it's kind of amazing that they do. <laughs> I don't know if I'm proud, but I'm amazed. Uh, people have got long memories. <laughs> What's like one of the craziest things anybody's had you sign? What's one of the craziest things anybody's had me sign? <laughs> you can talk oh, about it. Oh, my here. God. Well, I've signed breasts and butts and... Um, Thongs while they were being worn. Uh, yeah, I, I hope that was all female fans, anyway. Uh, yeah, good, good, yeah. If we make it there, we won't be asking you to sign anything like that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. None of my male fans so far have had breasts. So, so if anyone's out there listening, any of the male fans. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if you got a breast, bring it by. What the heck? It has to be your own. It has to be your own. Well, what do people uh, mostly remember you for? Like uh, when when they want like an autograph or something? Well, because most of the people that come to conventions are within, you know, the House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects demographic, if you will. Um, those are the things that have received the most comment, and then some people actually start searching out some of my other work and are once again amazed <laughs> at how old I am. Yeah, we're, we're um, all huge fans of Spider Baby. All right, uh, we're we've just finished uh, doing some commentary for the 40th anniversary DVD remastered digitally with some newly found footage. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And hopefully that should be out um, late spring, early summer. Mm-hmm. I'm marking out for that. This is that like uh, deleted scenes? Uh, I don't think there were any deleted scenes. <laughs> they were searching for everything they had. <laughs> right. Um and uh, I don't even know if we have a blooper reel. It would be too weird to look at anyway. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was like the reaction? The reaction to that movie when it first came out? Because it was uh, some controversial uh, subject matter for the time. Uh, well, the thing is, you know, it was uh, it was delayed two years mm-hmm. uh, in, in in release because it was tied up in some legal stuff, and um, and it had. A mixed reaction because in most major markets it was, you know, in and out in two weeks and nobody really had anything to say about it. It was only afterward, uh, when the DVD, actually VCRs were, uh, VHS tapes were released right. out of Canada. They were like stuff that was just videotaped off a screen. <laughs> okay. So they were all muddy and crappy and everything. And that's when people started really uh, paying attention to it and then the DVD releases and then we had some screenings like at the New York New Art Theater in in LA and and every year more and more people want big screen screenings of it and more and more DVDs get sold so it's it's all very cool. 
great. You're pretty young, you know, when that came out. Did you have any problems uh, with uh, playing the Ralph character? Uh, no, because I'm pretty crazy anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, I, it was it was really a lot of fun. Um, I did a little research by going to the zoo and getting some animal characteristics down, and and just watching kids, you know, play at, at playgrounds and stuff, and how they interacted with one another, and so that I could get that feeling going, you know, with the with my sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was just pretty much a romp. I mean, you know. Uh, I get, I basically got to make up who my character was and what it was all about because, you know, there was no point of reference. I mean, we don't have a lot of data on regressing families. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, uh, so, so it, was, it was pretty much a, uh, just shoot for it and if it worked, great. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of uh, remakes lately. Was there ever any talks of like uh, someone remaking that movie that you know of? Well, yes. And no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of got the idea of what the remake might be and didn't intrigue me very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somebody actually did... Uh, <laughs> Spider Baby the Musical. Ooh. <laughs> and they sent me a copy. It was a local kind of thing, community right. theater deal. And oh my God. <laughs> it, it was less than interesting. <laughs> uh, question? It was a, you know, it was an effort. They shot for it, you know, and they missed. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got a question, Intra? Uh, does it surprise you when you uh, notice the influences that it has on modern day directors like Quentin Tarantino or Rob Zombie, all those Jack Hill pictures you did? Well, it had to have because all those things were filmed when Rob and, and Quentin were growing up and they watched them all. I mean, I've talked to them about it and into that genre of film and so you, you can't help but be influenced by somebody. And, and Quentin Tarantino just openly admitted, you know, that he he thought that Jack Hill was probably the best living American director that there is. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, did he come to you, you know, uh, based off those movies to be in some of his movies, to, uh, Quentin Tarantino? Yeah, yeah. Because he, you know, he was a fan of those films, mm-hmm. so much so that when I did Jackie Brown, he spent the entire day quoting every line that ever came out of my movie, <laughs> any movie that was ever made. <laughs> the guy has got a memory that's unreal. That's uh, great. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I have to ask you, I just wanted to ask you, what what uh, animal is actually on the dinner table in the uh, scene where you ate the? Uh, was supposed to be a cat. You were, oh, what was supposed to be the cat? Yeah. <laughs> Rabbit. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Same body shape, you know, mm-hmm. just whack off the ears. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, it was it was something that was edible and not totally gross. Right. Yeah. 
Were you going to say something, Andrew? Uh, out of all the Jack Hill films you've done, which one do you look back at on the fondest? Oh, wow. That's like saying, you know, which one of your kids do you like best? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's just so many that are special for a lot of different reasons. Um, Spider Baby, of course, because that was the start of, you know, what ultimately became a career for me. I mean, it wasn't my first film, it was my fourth. I had done one other film, two other films for Jack. His, uh, student film, The Host, which is, which is on the Switchblade Sisters DVD at the end. Um, and, um, also Bloodbath or Track of the Vampire or whatever else it's called. Um, so, you know, that was actually the, the fourth film that I did. The third of Jack. Those up. Um, and you know, that was special because it was, it was Lon Chaney Jr. I grew up watching Lon Chaney Jr. films, uh, you know, on the big screen, Saturday matinees. Um, and, uh, Pit Stop was, was special because it was, um, kind of a dramatic role, uh, something that I hadn't had a chance to do. Even though the guy was in the beginning of the film was kind of a jerk, he softened and you kind of liked him at the end, you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> um, well, when um, you got the role of Captain Spaulding, was it kind of a similar deal with uh, Rob Zombie? He knew you from those movies or... Yeah, how, how yeah. did you uh, get the role for I that? I think so. I think so. Um, it, it kind of came, you know, and, and Rob and I have really never talked about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just work together and, you know, it's just it, it, what happens, happens. But um, at his wedding, I was talking with his brother, and he said, this is really weird. And I said, what, the wedding? And he goes, no, standing here talking to you. <laughs> I said, hey, what do you mean? Well, when Rob and I were kids, we used to wake up every Saturday morning and watch you on Jason from Star Command and used to scare the crap out of us every <laughs> Saturday. So I guess that kind of stuck with him, mm-hmm. along with, you know, some of the other things. So, um, When you read the role for Captain Spaulding, did you uh, know right away it was like a role you, you really wanted to play? Oh, yeah, because I knew I could have so much fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, basically it was presented to me as uh, a deal where I had to go to this office and sign a letter of non-disclosure and take the script home and read it and if I liked it, the part was mine. Um, And I took it home and I read it and I said, yeah, nobody's playing this but me. (laughs) Um, And even though there was only like four scenes in the film, it just I knew I could have so much fun with those four scenes that uh, I had to do it. Yeah, were you surprised? You know, that's not the the biggest part in the movie, but uh, you know, the it just took off uh, so well with the fans. Yeah, I guess just because it was so weird and quirky, mm-hmm. and you know, the guy's totally out of his tree. <laughs> uh, how much do you think you added to the role? You know, and how much was already like uh, written for the role? You know, it was it was all there. I just changed some words around here and there. Um, and kind of goofed a little bit and, 
you know, I didn't know how Rob worked or anything, so I just I pushed the envelope knowing that if I went too far, he'd pull me back, you know. Mm-hmm. When the two guys come in to rob the store, when they said raise their hands and I flipped them off, <laughs> that wasn't in the script. Rob fell out of his chair. We had to do because he screwed up the take because he was laughing. Uh, <laughs> um, and you know, it just kind of went like that. But I didn't change any of the character. I didn't insist on changing any of the scenes. It just I changed some of the dialogue around. That's all. Right. You know the question, answer. Uh, was it any different working with Rob Zombie, seeing that that was his first film, than other directors? Yeah, uh, no, it wasn't. No, he had a great support team, and you know that he could ask questions of. It's like you know, I want to do this. Is this possible? Yeah, it is. Okay, fine. Because remember, he had directed like five music videos, or even more, like five or ten music videos before he did this. Mm-hmm. And really the basic difference between doing music videos and, and film is the way that the whole thing is edited and the, and the story is much shorter, okay? Um, and I knew that he was going to be fine because, you know, whatever you are in one art form, you're going to be in another. And he's just so very precise and conscientious and... Um, innovative in his music and so there would be no reason why he'd be any different doing a film i was very comfortable with him doing you know whether it was his first film or his tenth film is there ever you uh like anybody worried that maybe um you're coming from directing uh videos that he would try to make the movie like uh, a little too fast you know kind of like a music video we wouldn't really be able to follow it for like a whole feature length um no, see, movie. He's, he's so intelligent he knew he knew what had to be mm-hmm. done you know, he, he knew that, I mean, he knows the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think he uh, grew as a director from um, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects? Yeah, I think he did. I think he grew in that he, um, he kind of had a realization that he wanted to now start focusing on the people and um, get a clear character kind of description of, you know, who these people were and get more into the family. And um, as a, you know, as opposed to the first film, which was a, maybe a little cartoony, it was very campy and um, extremely visual and, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, and he just kind of settled into the seriousness of who these people were. Yeah. Like were on, and, he, and he knew that that's basically what he felt that he had to do. Yeah. Are you glad that it's, uh, they're much different movies? It's not like, uh, just more of the same to try to capitalize off the, uh, like the success of the first one and just kind of remake it for a sequel. They're really different movies. Absolutely a different movie. And I like it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, it doesn't have um, the kind of um, animated um, entertainment value to it, but it's just more real and more gritty and 
focus is on who these people are. Right. Uh, do you agree with the decision to uh, cut the uh, Dr. Satan scene out? It didn't mm-hmm. really fit with the rest. Oh, I'm sorry, repeat the question? Um, do you agree with the decision to cut the Dr. Satan scene out of um, Devil's Rejects because it really didn't fit with the rest oh, yeah. of the movie? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Because you're going along, you're, you've got this storyline going, they're on the run, they're on the chase, they're blah, 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 boom, boom, and then we just stop and we do Dr. Satan. And then we start again. It, yeah. It, it, it didn't It didn't work. You got another question, Incher? Uh, do you enjoy working in the horror genre? Yeah, I do. Sure. I enjoy working on good films. Uh, I, don't, I don't really distinguish between genres, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but doing horror films is a lot of fun, you know, because you just kind of get wacky and... really strange things do you think horror movies are kind of looked down upon by like uh, movie critics oh sure because movie critics um how can I best say this (laughs) (laughs) movie critics in general are kind of mainstream and anything out of the norm is, is up for them to get behind. However, um, Ebert and Roper uh, gave it two thumbs up. Yeah, that's on the cover of the DVD right here. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Right. Two bloody thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> and in in his uh, review for the Chicago Sun-Times, he really got into depth. Uh, with how he felt about it. And, and um, he actually, uh, I was I was shocked. He felt that he had to find out a little bit about more, more, a little bit more about who I was. And he actually went on to my website, mm-hmm. www.sidhaig.com, plug, plug. Hey, he went on to my website to check out my other credits and just kind of poke around and, and, see what was going on there and um, came away saying, well, you know, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. <laughs> so uh, I was really kind of shocked and pleased that, that you know, that went on. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, speaking of your website, you can check out the uh, Chicken Shack cheerleaders on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which we I know, do. Right, which I know a lot of our fans, uh, that's what they'll be checking out. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Another question there, Incher? Uh, you've worked with Donald Pleasance before in THX 1138. How does it feel to take over the Dr. Loomis character in Rob Zombie's Halloween? Wait a second, wait a second. Are you saying that I'm going to do Dr. Loomis in Halloween? Uh, that's what was on uh, IMDb. IMDb <laughs> is riddled with posts by liars oh. and makers and trolls and flamers <laughs> basically people who are insane and have nothing better to do with their lives than tell lies about things and people oh that was uh, no I'm not playing that role I don't know the script hasn't even been written yet um, so we don't even know if Dr. Loomis is in it mm. if I were asked to play Dr. Loomis I would jump at it in a second but we don't even know if he's on the page. So until that time, 
I'm just sitting here talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Night of Living Dead 3D, how different is it, is it filming in 3D? It's no different at all, really. Um, it, uh, it's, this process is the same uh, in terms of what I do as an actor. The, of course, the technical process is a, a lot different um, because, you know, you're shooting with basically two cameras in parallax, you know, going on either side of the face, basically, just slightly, and then joining together. Um, <laughs> they built two brand new cameras for this film. Uh, specifically for this film. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. um, were you happy with the ending of um, Devil's Rejects being, it's like really uh, final, you know, the house blows up and uh, three of you guys, you know, pretty much get killed? Yep. It was time for him to die. <laughs> um, it just, you know, I think it was, it was well done. I don't think anybody's ever going to listen to Freebird the same way again. <laughs> um, and it just was something that, you know, needed to happen. Um, because, well, for a lot of reasons, you know, ultimately, good against evil, blah, 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 blah. Of course, by the end, we don't, we're not sure who's evil and who's not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, uh, you know, the whole morality of it all, and, you know, these guys were kind of bad, and they did kind of screw people over and stuff. So, <laughs> <It's> kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was, uh, I was happy with the way it ended. And from a whole other standpoint, I just cringe at the idea of doing, uh, The Devil's Rejects Part 15. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my god, give it up. <laughs> right. Um, any chance of a prequel? I know you guys actually, I think you guys mentioned that on the commentary track. Well, um, you know, a prequel would be interesting. Uh, Bill and Sherry and I wouldn't be in it because, you know, you're, they can make us look older, but they can't make us look younger. <laughs> right. And the idea of a 15-year-old uh, Captain Spaulding is a little... <laughs> A little too scary. Okay. <laughs> huh. Were you worried that, like, any of the fans would be uh, upset that you uh, take the makeup off in the movie? No. No, I, I, I wasn't worried about that at all. Mm -hmm. uh, we had it in there in the first couple of seasons, you know. Um, and so that was, you know, a little satisfaction for people who wanted to see the makeup, and then now let's see the guy. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, have you ever worn the makeup uh, in, in the bedroom in, in real life? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, that's, that's a little goofy. By the time I got the makeup on, you know, who knows if the urge is still going to be there. Uh, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to ask, how long did it take them to do the makeup on that? Well, with the with the makeup and the tattoos and everything, about an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. Did you get any backlash from uh, the clown community, like uh, saying like give the clowns bad a name or anything? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I expected that, but then none of it happened. Yeah. Because I don't think clowns watch these kind of movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
not a clown kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> you got any more questions, Incher? I just have one from the message board. Uh, good and bad and ugly, man. He wants to know what star from Devil's Reject is most like their character they portray. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, well, we can reverse and say which is the most unlike their character. Uh, Sherry. <laughs> Sherry is most unlike her character. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah. She is uh, an absolute sweetheart. Uh, anything you want to tell your fans out there? You know, why they should come and see you at uh, the Rock and Shock convention? Uh, well, you should just come because it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have a lot of Devil's Rejects people there. Um, and um, if you've never been to a convention before, you should just come because it's it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and... Uh, I would look forward to seeing everybody. Anything you want to tell, like, um, so, someone who's, uh, like an actor, young actor, you know, cause, uh, it took you, um, you know, you've been there for a long time till you, uh, really became, you know, really famous. Um, uh, yeah, I've been doing this for 45 years. Mm-hmm. I'll tell, let's see, there's all kinds of things. There's the funny part, which says, learn your lines and try not to trip over the furniture. Uh, and then there's the reality of never quitting. It's an old, um, and I've quoted this before, but it's a, uh, it's from a, a speech by Winston Churchill uh, to the graduating class of Oxford University, in which he said, never quit, never, never, never quit. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was his speech. Uh, and it's true. Uh, if you love what you're doing and you keep at it and you don't let anything stand in your way, uh, you can, you can realize that, that dream, that desire. Uh, you just keep going and, uh, you're gonna run into some tough times maybe. You know, uh, perfect example, um, James Arness had the toughest time getting started. I mean, he played the fourth cowboy from the left to the left in every John Wayne movie. Okay, uh, too tough to to work. It was like, oh my God, he starved. Um, and uh, finally, when John Wayne was offered the role uh, of uh, Matt Dillon in Gunsmoke, he said, "Well, uh, I don't do television, but I'll tell you what. There's a guy you should, you should look at." And that's um, James Arness. And that's how his whole thing got started. Mm-hmm. After years of struggling, his brother, on the other hand, Peter Graves, came to town to become an actor. And, and Arness said, oh, God, please, just go back home. Don't even think about it. It's too tough. And two weeks later, Peter Graves was working and never stopped. So it's just, you know, it's just the way things fall. It's your attitude going in. But no matter what, if you want something bad enough, and I don't care if it's acting or, you know, medicine or getting an MBA or whatever it is, just mm-hmm. don't be distracted. Just keep focused and keep moving forward. Well, thanks for, uh, for coming on here. We really uh, appreciate it.
Okay. Uh, anything you want to? Uh, anything we got? Uh, you got coming out for everybody to look forward to? Well, yes. Night of the Living Dead 3D opens November 10th. And do you have any listeners in Indiana? Yeah, we get listeners pretty much everywhere. Okay. Well, um, a film that I, which is a drama called The Little Big Top, uh, is going to be premiering at the Heartland Film Festival, 19th through the 27th. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's in October. Okay. So we can check that out. Or yeah. you also, you play a clown in that one too, I believe. Yes. But a whole, uh, <laughs> a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, man. Really appreciate okay. it and good luck in All the future. Right. Okay. Um, thank you. And we are back once again. Welcome to Without Your Head. It's Jack, along with the Incher One Inch Biceps, as known as our uh, other website, www.inyourheadonline.com. Right, for all you uh, wrestling fans out there. <laughs> and we're also joined by the Flea. The Flea. Want to thank uh, Sid Haig for coming on this evening? Oh, excellent interview. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sid was a man. 
Yeah, let everybody do, uh, you know, if you want to meet him in person. He does a lot of these conventions, but there's a big one coming up in uh, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm, the biggest. Worcester, Mass. Yeah, definitely the biggest. October 13th through the 15th, Rock and Shaw Horror Convention. And what, uh, you know, what kind of stands this one apart from the rest is it's not just a horror convention. It's also, um, it's also uh, a lot of music. They mm-hmm. have like a, um, like a concert right next door mm-hmm. at the Palladium. They got Guara on the card, ICP, the Misfits. Yeah, so that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be pretty good stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, it's not just like random bands, you know, like with the kind of the horror theme. Mm. Oh yeah. And I, yeah, and I, the actual uh, convention, you got George A. Romero. Oh, you, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everybody listening is probably just a uh, huge fan of Romero. Uh, I got Michael Rucker from Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Uh, Jeffrey Combs from the Reanimator. Yeah. Doug Bradley, uh, everyone knows him as. Uh, Pinhead. Then you got like the cast of Hills Have Eyes, uh, the cast of Devil's Reject, including uh, Sid Haig, mm-hmm. Bill Mosley, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Barrymore, uh, Barryman. That's going to be really cool. Uh, you got all kinds of people there. So you guys should uh, really check it out. Check out rockandshock.com. Excellent. Or check out myspace.com slash rockandshock. Because the, the MySpace has become a big deal. The MySpace is a big deal nowadays. It's it like. It's a cult phenomenon of perverts seeking women to get laid. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, and also, like, if you want to see what kids like to face the building, you can go there, or murder, or anything like that. Man, I, I just go there to check out these, uh, the rocking shot. Oh, okay. I just like to peruse all our friends, like, that join our page, just to say, oh, man, this right. guy th- does this guy know who we are? <laughs> like man, Rob Zombie's a huge fan without your head. <laughs> I'm pretty certain he just uh, hits uh, accept, accept, accept. He probably pays somebody to sit there and just hit accept, <laughs> accept, accept. And uh, you can check that out at myspace.com/slash without your head. How many friends do you have on there now? Uh I believe eighty. Eighty. Yeah, it just opened. The, the without your head, uh, MySpace just mm-hmm. opened. Just kicking off here, you know, kicking off with a great Sig Haig interview. Yes, wow. definitely. So, um, what do you say, man? Oh, well, I think we're going to get into a subject that's probably everybody's favorite subject nowadays. It's trashing the remakes. <laughs> we might just not trash them. There might be somebody here that we like. Yeah, some good, some bad, mainly bad. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm a very I'm a very biased person because when it comes to the remakes, I haven't seen half of these because I'm so against the <laughs> what they're doing. I won't I won't I won't subject myself to watching them. So I'm sorry. I'm it's not a very educated opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it is on my part, but like to not actually see the films kind of wrong to kind of bash it. Right. But, but at the same time, you have a reason for not wanting to see these. It's not like you're just not seeing them just because you don't want to see them. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. Right. Uh, but this is really a subject, like, if we're going to talk about, like, uh, current uh, horror movies of the day, yeah. you can't you can't talk about them without, without bringing up the remake. That's for sure. It's it's a, it, There's a huge influx of them nowadays. Mm-hmm. You can't swing a stick without hitting a dozen remakes. <laughs> I heard they're going to remake this show. This show? Yeah. Gonna oh, remake, uh, that one's going to be hard-pressed. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, guys, uh, whoever you are. 
Who who are they getting to play Sid Haig in the remake? In the remake? Um, I don't know. I think they're getting like uh, Gary Coleman. Good, good, yeah. good choice. It's just a whole, whole different. Uh, they're going with a whole different direction. Coleman, really? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So, uh, what's first up on your mind about remakes, Andrew? <laughs> Probably my favorite that just made me like throw my hands in the air nowadays uh, when I saw this coming out. I was just like, "Good lord, what are <laughs> they doing?" The Wicker Man. <laughs> it's like, you know, Christopher Lee agrees to do this part for for these people for free. Mm-hmm. He did right. that part without any pay whatsoever. In the original. Oh, in the original, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and now they're one. They're, they, they got Nicolas Cage in it, uh, and I believe I don't. I didn't know this for sure, but I think Flea told me earlier that they've they've replaced it, the uh, the uh, Christopher Lee character with an old woman. Yeah, it's true. Now the other, one, the old one is is so tight, it's so clever, it's so well made. Mm-hmm. It, it's just a brilliant movie. It, it keeps you guessing the entire time. And, and the new one is just so predictable, so senseless, and just so stupid. <laughs> well, what is, what was the purpose of uh you know making like a, a matriarch instead of uh like a group of druids? Was it just just so they can make it different? I, I think so, just so they can say, oh, no, ours is different. <laughs> what was the point of the remake in the first place? I, don't <laughs> I just don't so understand. If anyone's looking to go see that one, save your money and rent the original, because it's a million times better. I have, I've not seen the remake, so I can, uh, <laughs> I'll wait till it comes out, and I'll give my honest opinion of it. Hmm. Maybe I'll be the only one who likes it. <laughs> I in the country. It. I really doubt it. <laughs> What's uh, the next one there, man? Ah, the hills have eyes. I've heard, I've heard people tell me that this one's good, and maybe I should seek it out and actually watch it. I believe it was directed by um, the same guy that did High Tension, the movie that just came out. Mm-hmm. Haunt Tension or whatever. If you're if you're from France, right? <laughs> <laughs> or. Uh, I don't know, that might even be wrong. It might be German, I'm not sure. <laughs> Give me a break, people, from West Virginia. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, I don't know, I haven't seen this one either, but I don't know, I'm willing to give it a chance because I've had so many people tell me that it's uh, good. So mm-hmm. I, I really wasn't a bit of a fan of this movie. I, I know too, I know some people, too, who are like, uh, fans of it, the remake. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely, It's definitely like a well-made movie, I'll say that. You know, and it's got a lot of good, uh, like, makeup and, like, uh, some death scenes. But I think as a movie, it's, it's not very good. Hmm. They kind of changed think... the whole idea of the uh, people there, you know, the people that are living there. They're, like, now they're, like, victims of, like, uh, like nuclear testing. Hmm. Well, they, I, think, I think a lot of the newer, like, remakes kind of fall victim to that, where they have great... Makeup. The makeup is is just fantastic, and the special effects are killer, mm-hmm. and the death scenes look wonderful. But like, and that's it. That's all they have going for. Yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of it is you know they remake movies thinking, well, we can do this now with so much better uh, special effects or whatever, and that's like the whole basis for remaking it. They don't really care about uh, yeah, they don't putting a different yeah, putting like a different sto- spin on. I guess they did put a different spin on the story, but. To me, it wasn't. They, they try to do that a lot with uh, movies nowadays. They uh, give like a reason why these people are killers, try to make them victims. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, um, Oprah and these kind of shows, uh, <laughs> Dr. Phil, everyone has like, you know, something like, happening. You saying like childhood. Dr. Phil was writing the script for or they also have Oz right I now? think so, He's right. He's like, I don't know. I think these people are just. <laughs> yeah, I could see like, you know, these, these killers are living up in the hills, up in the mountains, up in the, in the <laughs> desert, like being on the Dr. Phil show. I could see like the Dr. Phil typing away right now. <laughs> He'll steal that one. <laughs> I think part of the reason why Devil's Rejects and uh, why they're, they were pretty popular is these guys are just killers. I think that's what people want to see. They don't want to see, you know, why these guys are killers. They just want to see this is a mad killer. Well, the, the yeah. one question that always makes me mad whenever somebody asks me it is, like, why is Michael Myers insane? <laughs> it's like, why does he have to have a reason? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was just like, you know, people are kind of just born that way. <laughs> Right, right, exactly, you know, but now it's like, what usually when they put out a movie, it's got to be like, well, as a child, you know, his mother, you know, made him watch uh, the Smurfs, and, you know, now he hates, you know, people becoming <laughs> and I, blue. Or and I swear, if we ever start taking calls on this show, and somebody calls up and asks me, is Jason a retard? I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I'm so sick of that question. I get it all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really care if he got hugged too much or not hugged enough. Right. You know, it's just the fact that that he's, you know, homicidal. That's all you need to know. Right, exactly. I think uh, Dr. Loomis kind of explains it in the first film whenever he's just like, you would look into his eyes and all he would see is just pure evil. Right, right. I don't know, that kind of gives you enough. You know? Yeah, to me that's better. I mean, that's more scary. This this kid was born evil. Yeah. You don't want to sympathize with him. Don't you think that's more scary? Like somebody who's like who has normal parents, and he just grew up and started killing people. Oh yeah. Than someone who you know is beaten as a child or whatever. To me, it is. Well, sometimes it's it's not knowing that could you know make it even better. I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas. Now this one we're gonna actually disagree on. (laughs) I will say Hills Have Eyes though is a step above a lot of uh, other. a remakes. It wasn't my cup of tea, yeah. but I wouldn't say it's like an awful movie or anything. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I actually enjoy the, the uh, remake. I actually probably like the remake better than the original. Oh. But it was probably like considered blasphemy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you just uttered those words right there. You enjoy this one better than the original? Yeah. I, I can top Jack's blasphemy on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and this is something that I, I don't admit often, but I really don't like the original, and I don't like the remake either. <laughs> I don't like any of them. Okay, well I can accept that. Yeah. All right, I don't. I, I don't think I can like... accept Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake <laughs> is better than the original. I think all like what, true horror. Fu- horror what's your, what's your reasonings for liking this pile of uh, <laughs> <laughs> this pile of? You know, pre pre produced crap. That I, I I like I like the the idea that you, I like that you don't see him right away. You don't see. Uh, it's kind of like Jaws. I think it builds up suspense to mm-hmm. when you actually see uh, you see uh, Leatherface. He's so not you, in it too much. I think I think that's well done. So you don't think the scene where he throws back the door and hits the guy in the head, and then you don't think that's a, a pretty good scare right there. You mean like the, the original? In the original, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's it's good. Uh, um, 
to me, that's a pretty I, I good know. unveiling. I mean, that's that's within like I don't know. I think it's like thirty or forty minutes into the film. Yeah, I guess it's a I guess it's a very similar that way that they don't just introduce a Leatherface character right in the opening scenes. You, you know, you see the uh, the crazy brother and everything. I'm also a big fan of the um, you know the uh, I can't I don't know the name of the actor right now, but he's from uh, he's famous for um, Full Metal Jacket. I really oh, like his character. Yeah. I really like the, uh, the police. He's like the police. <laughs> You're not a fan of that character, I think. <laughs> well, all right. I, I got through half of this film, all right? <laughs> <laughs> he comes on the screen, and he starts telling jokes, and he's like, oh, look at this corpse. <laughs> and it's like, come on, dude. Quit, <laughs> Quit ruining this movie. It's like, I know, I know, I know you're, um, I can't remember his name either. What is it? Lee. Oh, I can't think of it. <laughs> you said, you know, what, what's your major malfunction? Yeah, you know who we're talking about. Well, he, he, remember, he was also, um, in, in the remake of Willard. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he plays, um. He plays the boss. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was trying to remember who played him in the original, um. Oh, I can't think of his name now. I haven't seen the original, so I can't help oh, you out here. The original is awesome. Maybe we can uh, call on the duties of uh, IMDb here. <laughs> <laughs> so, who, who we learned earlier in the show that IMDb is, is full of them. Uh, That's right. So, hey, he called him out. <laughs> yeah. it's getting no love for them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it isn't such a great oh, thing to, like, to not... Uh, did you did you did you remember? Ernest Borgnine. Oh, okay, okay. He put the boss in the original. Right. Hmm. I wasn't really a big fan of the remake. Of Willard. Willard, yeah. No, neither was I. I thought it was like a good cast, but just something was missing. Yeah, there it wasn't enough horror. I don't think in it. Yeah. Like um. Goofy. Yeah, I think everybody was good in it and everything, but I don't know. Like I said, there's just something missing. Yeah, and too many like digital rats. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I think more real rats than that. Um, that's something too. Uh, I don't like in uh, just not horror movies, but I don't mind like uh, CGI, like you know if they use it or whatever. But so often they'll overdo it, like you know, like uh, in like this battle scene in like Troy or whatever. There'll be like ten gazillion a big fake ape. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, see, I like that. I enjoy that. Oh man, I'm mentioning at the bit here. <laughs> All right, well, we can go right to King Kong. Uh, King Kong. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like they're just really Mickey Mouse in the whole thing. <laughs> it was just like it was just like you know he's like fighting for this girl and it's just this big fake ape. <laughs> <laughs> he's like tearing up dinosaurs and stuff, and then it's just I don't know. And then they play this little sympathetic little mu- music. Like, just to make you get into it. It's like they're pounding it into your head. It's like, can't you be a little bit more subtle about this? That's the purpose of the original movie, too. Is you're supposed to feel sympathy for for the uh, ape, because he's he's protecting the girl. In fact, you know, uh, mankind is is a monster in the movie. Mm. Mm. I, I think the three of us can agree, though, that the 1970s remake is the absolute worst. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I'll agree. Yeah. I'm actually a huge fan of the original and the remake. 
I, I really like the remake too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Jackson's like remake. Yeah. Okay. Just make it. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I, I think that whole movie's great, like, uh, from beginning to end. Um, uh, it's uh, the scariest, uh, natives I've ever seen in any movie. Oh. Uh, yeah, that was pretty scary. I don't think, you know, for like little kids or something that's going to go see that. Cause yeah. I think, I think they kind of pointed that towards that audience, you know, for like the younger viewers and older viewers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I think that was a little a little too intense for... Uh, yeah, because you don't even see those in, in like any of the, like, the ads for the movie at the time. No, no. Well, like all the big, like, the, the weird things that come out at night. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Them, yeah. Those are some spooky critters. Mm-hmm. Anybody mm-hmm. gets a DVD, um, um, there's a really cool scene where they, they remake a scene where they believe that was cut out of the original King Kong. And, and they remake it. And they actually remake it with, like, the, the original model and stuff. And they remake it with all, like, uh, cameras and stuff that, that were used at that time. And it's, it's just really cool. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm actually a big fan of that movie. This is what I want the subtitle to be to this movie. All right. Mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead. When zombies run. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like this film, but it wasn't like uh, it was, you know, it, it kind of didn't set well with me that they used the Dawn of the Dead name because it really wasn't a remake. Right. I, I mean, the only thing they had similar was like, you know, they go to a mall. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have just had him go somewhere else and just made a whole new movie. I mean, it could have been the Bio Zombie remake. I don't think you all have seen that film. But no. It's a Japanese uh, film. Oh. But, oh. you know, they go to a mall in that one as well. Oh. Pretty good. That, pretty good movie, too. I think it doesn't have Polly Shore in it. No, no, no. I think I think Polly Shore's buck ended on a Biodome. And he oh. said, no more Bio movies. They're killing my career. <laughs> and then it just died anyhow. It was so happening before that. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this is going to bring me back, man. It's going to be a biodome. That's where it's at, baby. <laughs> I think my problem with that movie is the same way. Like, if it would have been a completely different movie, mm-hmm. if they would have called it, like, you know, uh, Billy Bob Zombies, I probably would have liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I did enjoy it, but I agree. I think the whole the whole point of the, of the original movie's lost. And oh, yeah. It's just... It just kind of just brings on this, like, you know, it's just like, you know, zombies are cool, <laughs> blah, 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 you know. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, you know, it loses the total meaning of the George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. And it's like, why even, you know, bill it as the remake? It doesn't yeah, I love sense. the original. The original might be my favorite zombie movie. I just... Uh, yeah, it is mine. It, kind of like what Intro's going at here, I think, is... um. Is they remake it just just to add you know more special effects and show cool zombie stuff, but they don't they don't focus on like the social satire of the original zombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh, true. That's true. I think that's like been our whole point though. Is like you know just because the makeup's better and the special effects are better, it doesn't you know you, you shouldn't just try to make a, a a new movie just based on that. I mean, original ideas still exist, people. <laughs> you, you can come up with something on your own. You may even borrow elements from other films. <laughs> but you don't have to remake every film. 
I, I got to agree with that. <laughs> I mean, come on. Give us something new. <laughs> just, just this is, Do you think that makes Zombie scarier that they run? Um, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with the philosophy that, like, zombies are just, like, these decomposing kind of bodies, so it's, like, pretty hard for them to actually just start running. Right. You know? But, like... I don't know, it's kind of scary in the fact that, you know, there's just like this zombie booking after you. That would, right. That'd be a pretty scary <laughs> feeling. Uh-huh. You'd be scared. <laughs> I think on, I think it would in like, actually, uh, like, you know, in real life, whatever. But, um, like on screen, I'm not, I think there's something scary about him, uh, creeping along. Mm. I, think, I, I do. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely adds to the, uh, you know, old school, um, you know, oh, yeah. monsters aren't supposed to run thing, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree that every character has to be like real slow. You know, right? Kind of like with Jason, like when they're like, "Oh, Jason should never run." I was like, "But in part three, when he starts running, it's it, it's that's pretty scary visual right there." You know, that is, you oh know, yeah, this guy's booking after you, and you got right, right. you got to take off. You know, I mean, uh-huh. I don't know how. Yeah, I think we, as long as it calls for it, you know, at that particular time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can be menacing another way, such as like, mm-hmm. you know, brooding around looking for, uh, you know, where where's where's the girl gone, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, there's one thing I did like about Dawn of the Dead uh, remake was the fact that there's like different layers of zombies. There's ones like freshly dead zombies, and then there's ones that you could tell have been dead longer. They're more decomposed. They, they put a lot yeah, of detail into the zombie idea, itself. Too. Yeah. Although I think I might be the only one that liked the latest zombie movie by Romero. Oh, Land, Land of the Dead? Dead? I like Land of the Dead. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. I, I, I said it on one of the episodes of In Your Head, I was talking about, like, I don't know how, how um, people feel like directors kind of lose it as they get older or something, but, like, I don't know. I really did. I do like that film, but I don't know. It's, it's, it was kind of... It was kind of like uh, a depressing thing to go to to go see it like with my friends because they just sat there and they're like laughing at it and stuff. When oh I, really? I think I think you have to watch Day of the Dead to like you know really get the concept of what you know he's like every film there was like some sort of a uh, evolution of the zombie you know yeah a little progression going mm-hmm. on there like even in Night of the Living Dead they pick up a wrench and hit the window with it you know. With a tire iron, you know, yeah. which is kind of like if if you ever um if you ever read uh, Richard Matheson's I Am Legend, which they they turned into like I don't know at least two movies. They turned it into Omega Man and um, the old Vincent Price one there. Uh, Last Man on Earth. And and the vampires in that do do pretty much the same thing. They evolve, mm-hmm. and it's a really neat concept. And if you sit back and think, yeah, if you sit back and think of it, it's kind of like the new mankind, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they're going for at the end there when they uh, they kind of let them go. Yeah, um, to me, it just came off as silly. But I, <laughs> I can see how it would come off as silly to people, but it's just like I don't know. This is one of the things that I respect so much about Romero is he'll he'll take like a silly concept that that no one would even go near. And then he just makes just such a spectacular movie about it. 
Right. I think a lot of you can say the same thing about um, um, the guy made um, the Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, yep. And Night Shyamalan. Yeah, he'll take something that you know you think about. It's kind of silly, maybe an aliens or um, you know a real life superhero, and he'll make like a, a realistic movie about. It. Yeah, I definitely oh, yeah. think that applies in his uh, case. And, and you know who else is like that? Is a lot. A lot of King stories are like that. As he said, like when he first started doing Christine, mm-hmm. it sounds like such a goofy concept. Right. But then, like, it like a love out, story between the car and a guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and then like it does, it turns out to be so good. And and another one of his stories, real real great, like two hundred page short. If you ever get a chance to, um, the library policeman, wicked wicked scary story. And and the concept's just about. Um, you know, this kid has an overdue book. Well, he's a man at that point. And, and the library policeman comes to like, you know, get the book back from him. And, and it sounds really goofy, but it's a great, great story. Mm-hmm. That's like if you try to explain, um, what, what is a TV show? Um, Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Mm-hmm. And the red, the, uh, <clears throat> it's like the uh, first episode. Um, it's what story is that based off of? Oh, um, oh, the, the one with Hurt there. Yeah, with William uh, Hurt. Oh, basically, you know, it's it's just there's no dialogue in it. It's just a fight scene with a guy and like army men. If I if yeah, you, I brief, say that, it sounds like men. you know it sounds stupid, but it, it's it's really uh, it's really good. Mm. Yeah, a lot a lot of things are like that though, where the concept might sound really goofy, but you know when they when they put it all together, it comes out great. Yeah, it comes down to the the storytelling is. Mm. I think that might be a thing that you know writers nowadays kind of miss. That they're they're not bold enough to think. Well, I can turn this into like a good story. You know, they're not confident enough mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Or yeah, you know, I think Hollywood nowadays is just you know it's pretty much about making money. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I a lot of it is this. You can do so much with special effects. It's so it's possible to do like whatever you can think of that they you kind of they kind of lose the storytelling element. Mm-hmm. Instead of like you sit down and write a good story, they just like well we'll just put as much uh, visuals as we can in this. Oh yeah. And actually, um, I saw an interview with somebody and, and they said you know if you like the movie or not, but they said that's why Titanic was so big was it took the visuals and it also added uh, a story to it, story to oh, the yeah. movie. So it appealed to like all audiences. It had like an old school you know uh, Hollywood story plus it was uh, so visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that. Not everyone can pull that off. Mm-hmm. All right, what's the next one? Next one, let's see. I'll grab one off the list here. We got sidetracked on that. One. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we did get pretty thrown off on that. One. <laughs> uh, we'll do a few more. Uh, make some honorable mentions of ones that we've heard aren't so bad. But uh, I haven't even watched this one, but I refuse to do it. The fog. <laughs> This one might be one that's probably not the worst, but it's it's got to be up there. Mm-hmm. This is bad. Well, I, I like to go back on, like, not refusing to see it. I mean, I'll watch it, but it's just like I hate paying, like, 20 bucks for a DVD <laughs> to watch right. it, you know? Right. Maybe, like, if it was in the bargain bin. <laughs> right, yeah. which it probably is. <laughs> oh, wow. I wouldn't, but you'll only watch it once, I can guarantee you that. And there's not one you're going to watch over and over again. Uh-huh. It's definite rental. Okay. So not not, not, not very uh, high reviews on this one. Ooh, no. No, no, no. 
and I and I love the original. I mean, like when Houseman's doing the thing at the beginning. I mean, just mm-hmm. like the whole setup is just so cool. Yeah, actually, John Carpenter. I think he's uh, claimed that that's like his Argento movie, kind of like. Oh uh, really? Yeah, I think he said like, and if you watch it, a lot of the uh, the scenes kind of reminisce like the Italian horror films. Even even like the zombies do, you know, even the like yeah. the ghost sailor guys, mm-hmm. they do. They definitely have that look about them. I heard he wasn't like real happy with the way that one turned out, which I think is just a masterpiece. I think it's awesome. Oh, I, I agree. So that's a definitely another example of getting like more for less, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, let's see, House of Wax. You you all have seen this one? Yeah. I actually I thought this movie was uh, pretty good. I think I, I it's completely it. different than the original. It's not, it's uh the story is completely different than the original movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was one that like Buck told me about. He's on our message board. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and at first I was just like, geez, I don't know. It looks like a typical slasher movie, yada yada. And then I then I watched it with uh, Mrs. Blue, and we both loved it. We just thought it was really, really an entertaining movie. Yeah, I thought I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Any any other uh, honorable mentions you guys want to make? You know, you thought was a uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've heard that they're remaking The Fly again. Which <laughs> <laughs> the remake of the remake. Right. I was just thinking whoever came up with the idea, if they just think that that is the original, that they're not even aware that there is, you know. <laughs> well, I'm sure somebody would make them aware of that. I don't, I don't think they, he would just be, like, walking around and he'd be like, you know the original fly with, uh, with uh, oh, man, I forgot the dude's name. No, 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 no. I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> oh, Goldblum's one. Yeah, you know the original one, Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, but ah, that joke was totally ruined. Oh, well. I, I just do want to say uh, one thing about all remakes. I I, I can see when you remake uh, like an old black and white movie, like uh, you know King Kong or or whatever. That's it's so old, and um, you think, well, you know, I'm gonna remake this movie. Even I can understand wanting to remake Psycho, even though I think it it was ridiculous to do so. Oh. But why would you remake these movies that aren't really that old? The Fly isn't that old, isn't that old of a movie. No. I don't get it. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I will say uh, one thing. Okay, one honorable, honorable mention would be uh, the thing. I think that's a really good remake. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's really unlike the original as well. It's yeah. It's totally different with the. The gore and everything, but, you know, Carpenter can pull that off. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you're right. That That's kind of like, the, you know, the between, like, the House of Wax and um, and uh, the thing, it, it's, like, such a different movie, you know, the the remake as as opposed to the original. Mm-hmm. And John Carpenter's The Thing, that's, uh, that's one of my favorite uh, Carpenter movies, actually. Yeah, I love that one. Oh, for sure, yeah. That one's like just, it's got so many just wonderful, like, gross-out movie, that moment in it. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, it's still such a tight movie. Oh, yeah. And sometimes, you know, that's what that's what you want to see in a movie. You want to see a lot of the, uh, I mean, let's face it, you want to see the gross-out stuff. You want to see the, you want to see the uh, interesting ways of killing somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And that one just like some really gross out cool critters, you know? Oh yeah. That's very innovative. Side down with the, with the spider legs. That's just awesome. Right. Yep. I think that probably does up the uh, second edition of Without Your Head. I think it was right. a pretty good edition, don't you guys think? I think so. I think Hopefully we did good. enjoyed it. Yeah. We got to uh, I don't know, I was thinking of some, uh, you know, um, topics we could go over for, like, next shows or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be neat to, like, take requests from yeah. uh, from uh, people, the listeners and everything, to, to uh, go over... Like, uh, review a movie or something, send in, like, your request, and we'll try to get a copy of the film. And right. We'll, you know, try to go over it, see if... Yeah, we could do an in-depth review of a movie. Oh, yeah. Or, like, a to- any topic mm-hmm. you guys have, uh, just want us to discuss. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, just send in your request, you know. We've, uh, we'll be glad to talk about it. Yeah. And to do that, you can go to, uh, the website, withoutyourhead.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can email us at withoutyourhead at hotmail.com. Yep. Now, uh, you know, good everybody here. Also have the MySpace, you know, everybody check that out. Yep. Which, I, you know, like I said, that's becoming a big deal here, you know, in the Internet world. Mm-hmm. But I will warn you guys, if anyone requests, like, either, um, uh, like, a, like a horror comic show, then uh, I'll just dominate the entire show. Like, it'll <laughs> just be the flea talking for two hours, so... <laughs> <laughs> Might want to stay away from that. Something that we all know, you know, like yeah. we all enjoy. It'll be an hour-long show, so he'll sound like uh, one of the chipmunks. We'll yeah, that's true. They'll have to speed me up. So don't do that. <laughs> don't say, you know, talk about, um, you know, the old EC horror comics or something. Mm. Now that would be awful if I just like sped everything up that you said, <laughs> so people would have to like download their own uh, software to like make it slow down yeah. so they can even understand you. <laughs> I promise not to do that to you. Oh, man. I, I like that idea, actually. Now, you guys aren't going to make me wait another year until we do the next show. <laughs> no. Hopefully not. No. We'll get one done here in the next uh, the next six months. I, I oh, right. Fair enough. We'll do it like uh, there'll be two a year now. Right. <laughs> Maybe we'll get one request for a movie. We're like, finally. Survey <laughs> <laughs> send a request if you want more, if you want more of this uh, this goodness. That's right. Uh, everybody check it out. www.withoutyourhead.com I'm going to listen to the Sid Haig again now. Cause that yeah. Is so good. Oh, definitely. All right. Thank you, everybody. It's been a blast.